Love Talk Radio. Great God have it 2016 having black history, our story, African heritage month to all the hundred children with the around the world and thing like that. We're so glad that one more again, hundred to tune in to We Show, Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. This year the Queen quit. Head from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad that hundred children tune in one more again to we, Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. And you know, this year, the way we keep uplifting to the living legacy and the pay ancestral homage. So like we to do every year this year time, we going to dedicate this year program to the one, the only founder of Asala, the Association for the Study of African-American Life and History. You see, we of Negro Life and History. And so we want to dedicate this year program to Dr. Carter G. Woodson. And right away, we got dedicate this year to all of we Gullah Geechee ancestors there. Well, they make them cross the middle passage to write you. Well, learn we will be who we do. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. Honor children, yeah, long journey and things like that. We thank you, thank you to all the hundred children who joined the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition with a sponsor this year broadcast while we've been on we annual break and things like that. Red of us, we want to thank you, thank you to all of them with a follow we at Gullah Geechee on Instagram and on Twitter and things like that. 
every week, every day. And that hundred children, the retweet, the reshare, thing like that, the comment for all the things. And for the over fifteen thousand or hundred children, we we'll to try to get to twenty thousand real quick, real fast, and thing like that. This year here of people did it on Facebook fan page and thing like that. And we so glad because these your Facebook fan and thing what did it now. There are plenty of children to share share thing and people are sharing with we the share what we post from there, the comment and thing like that. So we know say so we work and we live in Indian van. And you know in the Gulli Gitche Seattle coalition we let Hunter to know say Hunter must take care of the root the healer tree. So every year this your time we won't give Hunter a few more tools and things like that. Because for we Black history, our story, that's 365, 366. But we know where other of us are chilling. This is the time of year, it focus fun week. So we want to make sure you got some tools and things in the toolbox and rather ourselves on to lift them out for yet more for who we be as African people. So to that end, to ensure that all of my listeners around the world can under and overstand the broadcast, I will speak this way, and this is Queen Quet, Chiefess and Head of State for the Gullah Geechee Nation, and I'm very happy to be back on the air beginning a new year here with Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. So we thank all of you who've been listening in and sharing the broadcast, those of you who download it, that you subscribe on iTunes for free. We thank you for that. Those of you who share it through the various social media over and over, we appreciate it. And so just like any other Black History Month, African Heritage Month. We want to start off because we make no assumptions that everyone listening has participated in this celebration or knows about the founding of the celebration. And I've always had a very close relationship with this particular month because I remember when it was Negro History Week, then it was Negro History Month, and somewhere along the line, we became accustomed to saying Black History Month, which is celebrated in February in North America, but it is celebrated in October in Europe. And I have also been in England when they have had their celebrations, and trust me, they hold no candle to what takes place in the U.S. where the celebration began. One of the things that often concerned me when I was in England was that the black people who showed up to the program or the black Britons that showed up to the program or the people of African descent that showed up to the program would sit in the audience and listen to Anglo people lecture to them. And I had never seen such a thing, and I pray to never see such a thing during Black History Month happening anywhere that I would go because there's no logic to it. If you understood the very founding of the month, it was so that our own scholars published works about our people and got others of the world to respect that people of African descent have created things and that we can present that which we've created and celebrate that which we've created and celebrate the fact that we have intellect, which was one of the things that the transatlantic slave trade and the construction of race tried to deny that people of African descent had intellect or, in fact, that they were people at all, if you go by the three-fifths of a human law in the U.S. So I know that right now there's a market for anybody telling black history, 
anybody writing books on black history, on black people, anybody now owning films and so forth that depict the tragedies of our African Holocaust. And this has now become a discussion in social media as the film The Birth of a Nation, not Birth of a Nation, but The Birth of a Nation. And Nate Parker just got picked up by Fox Searchlight Films that they paid him multi-millions of dollars to purchase that film. Well, why not when 12 Years a Slave and several other films that have been done, Django, Unchained, that relate to the enslavement of African people has made multi-millions of dollars, while folks like myself and others who are people of African descent who write our story in books and publish those books don't make millions of dollars off of those books because people don't want to watch, don't want to read the books, but they'll sit there and watch these things on the big screen. And not only will people of African descent watch them, but people who are not will watch them. For what reasons, and I'm sure the reasons vary, it would be very interesting to know. And I hope that at some point some of these folks will have this discussion. Because recently a film that I have long awaited and we've discussed here on this show, Wilmington on Fire, was finally released. It actually had its first premiere the same weekend that we had the Heritage Day celebration on Historic St. Helena Island, and because I was co-chairing once again, I couldn't attend the opening of that film. Well, I finally got to be a part of the opening just a few weeks ago in Wilmington, North Carolina. And normally I do not come out and do any public presentations in January, and this January has been quite the opposite because there have been so many critical issues pertaining to our people that it was a must that I came out so that participate and loan our voice to what was going on. And one such activity was the University of North Carolina Wilmington campus. They have what is called the Department of Cultural Arts that sponsored the film showing and a panel discussion following the film. And this film was made by a young brother named Christopher Everett. And it's outstanding to have one of our people, who is a native of North Carolina, finally reveal, unveil, and present to the world our story and what actually took place. And Kent Chatfield, some of you saw pictures of him. You may have met him when he was at the Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival two years ago when we screened a portion of Wilmington on Fire there. Kent Chatfield is an Anglo man who is a native of Wilmington, and he revealed a number of the documents that he was able to obtain because he had access to these white racist and white superiority groups in North Carolina because of who he is. And so he was able to reveal all of this research in the film. Well, the film now will open the minds of the many, and I am very happy to see that all the screenings so far have been full houses. Last night there was a screening that they had to bring in extra chairs into the room. Tonight they have another screening. So it's traveling around North Carolina, and the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition will host a free screening of it here on St. Helena Island at the St. Helena Branch Library on March the 1st. I'm calling on all of you to come on March the 1st with donations to give to our St. Helena Fill the Shelves campaign so that we can get this $50,000 raised 
so we can finish up putting all the books and things on the shelves in that branch library. And I'm also calling on you that if you have Black History Month, Black History Books and Gullah Geechee Books to contribute to the St. Helena Branch Library for its shelves to bring books with you along with these financial contributions. So that's going to happen on March the 1st. And so, as I said at the beginning, for us, Black History is 365-366. It is not just this month. But there are others who are now making it a mechanism through which to exploit. And so as Gullah Geechee's being direct descendants of people who were considered chattel, people who had been enslaved on these sea islands, it is horrifying to have to deal with this type of current-day exploitation, that the horrors of our Holocaust are now being financially benefited from by people of Anglo descent, of European ancestry, of being the descendants of the enslavers, now you turn around and take the stories of the enslaved and use them to make money through heritage tourism, through things like the slave conference that is going on that's backed by a number of these people and their organizations. These uh, various books that are being written and then used in colleges instead of using books that had been written by people like Dr. Carter G. Woodson and others. Yes, of course, those materials might be dated, but you have current day people of African descent that are also scholars that are still writing books that can't turn around and can't get them published or get them published and then they don't have a large market for those books. So there is something to this dynamic of what is going on with this continued exploitation. But here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, this is something that we speak out against because it is the right of a people to tell their own story and to be able to tell it in their own language and from their own lens. When others tend to try to tell someone else's story, they're doing their interpretation. In music, you might say their rendition of it. And that can alter the facts and alter the truth, especially if the truth is not palatable to the person who wants to now present it. They will then try to, in a certain way, that they feel is more palatable to them and their people, as opposed to telling the naked truth about it and putting it out here. And so one of the things that we're going to continue to do throughout this celebration of this month, this commemoration of this month, throughout this international decade of people of African descent, is every day we are going to post projects and books and various things on the Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page. We'll be tweeting them as well so that people will be able to watch and discuss films that deal with this. This week we are posting Slavery and the Making of America, a documentary series that I had the honor of being able to consult for and to appear in and to even do some for the musical score for it, along with members of the Gullah Connection and some of our Council of Elders members for the Gullah Geechee Nation. And so definitely we went to be, as they call it, reenactors, but I went to be a vessel for my ancestors, and we poured libation on that set in honor of them, in honor of their legacy, and in honor of the fact that finally it would be told 
that the capitalism of America, the foundation of America, was built on the backs, the blood, the sweat, and the tears of African people, and in particular Gullah Geechee's, those who were brought through Sullivan's Island and then dispersed out onto these sea islands from Jacksonville, North Carolina, to Jacksonville, Florida. We still are there, we the Benya, and ain't a guayna with all tall. So when we stood in 2000 on our international human right to self-determination, we were standing on the shoulders of proud people who had fought to make sure that people of African descent in North America and around the world were recognized as whole human beings, not three-fifths. And they went about it through Western means. They went about it through being educated people that then went back to educate their people and educate others of the world. And then to say, it's not enough for me to publish in a journal for it to be peer-reviewed and then only others like me to read it, only others within the hollowed walls of the institutions of higher learning to read it. I need everybody to read it. I need this to be in every household, every school. All people should be celebrating who African people really have always been, not what the propaganda campaign of the transatlantic slave trade had brought people to believe that we were. Simply chattel, simply items, simply beasts to be bound and to be worked in fields. And so I was out on my ancestral land today moving logs and pushing wood and clearing from a tree that fell since last year that we've been cutting on and cutting on and cutting on. This was an oak tree. And so to see the strength and to see the center and the heart of that oak tree from last year to now, it had been laying there on the ground. And I said, look at that. Look at the life that's still in the center of it. So you cannot tell me that even after all these years from the 1600s to 2016, that there is not still life in people of African descent in the Americas that can be brought out to this generation so that we again return to those people that make songs like Say It Loud, I'm Black and I'm Proud, that we can own our story, our music, our art, our culture, our tradition, and be proud to be the ones to do it. Be the speakers, the lecturers, the writers, the bloggers nowadays. Be the ones with the channels that will educate this current generation and the next generation to come, that they would be proud of who they are. And so this is why I feel so proudly about the association for the study of African-American life and history, which was once the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History that was founded by Dr. Woodson. And it was one of the greatest honors to be honored as a living legacy by Asala some years ago. But then the honor got greater when I was also there with Dr. Najma Thomas. Both of us are natives of St. Helena Island, and we could, look, we could pretty much throw a stone um, to the distance of how far apart our family compounds are. And so it's a blessing to know that Dr. Thomas now is a professor, and she is now teaching what? Black history. And she's teaching it at an institution that once did not allow black people in. 
And so this celebration of Black History Month, some might say, now, oh, I don't know why we still got to do that. Or, oh, you know, it don't, nothing don't come on TV no more. You know, PBS, they don't even put the stuff on. You don't even see the commercials no more for celebration of Black History Month. And what happened to them free calendars we used to get for Black History Month and stuff and posters and stuff? You know, everybody was doing those, even the bear companies. I mean, what happened? What happened? is if you didn't continue to celebrate it in your home and in your heart and in your mind and in your community and in your school, it just stopped. This is a celebration not founded on finances. It was never about spending money to do it. It takes money to put on massive programs, yes, but it was simply about you celebrating, commemorating the journey of your own people in America. So every year, there's been a theme from Negro History Week to Negro History Month to Black History Month, African Heritage Month. And the theme for this year is Hollowed Grounds, Sites of African-American Memories. Hollowed Grounds, Sites of African-American Memories. I live here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, the place where over 40% of old people enslaved in North America, African people enslaved in North America came through. So you talk about a hallowed ground, a site of African-American memories. I can think of no greater place than this entire Gullah Geechee Nation. You can take a dart and throw it at a map and land anywhere on this coast, and I can tell you something significant that happened there done by Gullah Geechee people at some point in our story. And this is the journey that the Gullah Geechee Nation's people came together to ensure that the world knew of when we gathered together at Sullivan's Island on July 2nd, 2000, and declared ourselves a nation to be internationally recognized. This was the type of journey that Vibe Magazine and uh, British Broadcasting Company and uh, all, every station in Charleston and the Post in Korea, everyone was out to cover. This was because we truly made history, American history, black history, and Gullah Geechee our story on that day. And we still celebrate it to this day. We still stand for our human rights and our right to self-determination, the right to speak who we are ourselves so the other rest of the people that know who we to be and things like that. And so on this journey, through these hallowed grounds, throughout this month here on Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio, we are going to celebrate these various sites, various places, and as you watch Gullah Geechee TV, you'll take some journeys with me to some of these places, including right now, if you watch Gullah Geechee TV, you can see our new series about We Be Gullah Geechee that will weekly educate people about who we are in a very short window of time. One to three minutes is all it will take you to watch it, but it will hopefully lead you to doing more research the way Dr. Carter G. Woodson really inspired many of us to do. And you also can look at the discussion from Wilmington on Fire and the interview that I did with Christopher Everett and Kent Chatfield. These forms of documentation that we have now allow us to present our own story in our own way and stop allowing others to simply exploit and interpret our story and benefit through their media making money 
or their media getting promoted, their things getting shared and going viral, while our things sit on the shelves and gain dust or we don't get enough likes, we don't get enough shares, and no one takes an interest, and then taking these things from an online format to a national television station. And there are numerous now black-owned stations that need to pick up more on this topic of black history being 365, 366, and focusing on the hollowed grounds of not just sites of African-American memories, but places of black empowerment, economic empowerment, which is crucial to our continued existence. Because many of the places that have been written about, even when you go to a solace site and you look up the theme, many of these places are now gentrified and people are being moved out or have already been moved out. Many of the historic sites that they mentioned are owned by the U.S. National Park Service. So it's rangers of all nationalities telling the story, not the families of the descendants of the people who stayed there. And so you are not getting it directly from the source or from the heart, and you're not seeing the place through the same lens. But when you can go back through archives, like the Gullah Geechee al Bulan archive, and you can go back through journals of Negro history, and we do have a collection of them in our archive, you can then take a journey backwards in time to capture moments in time that will then paint the picture for you so that you can see the juxtaposition between then and now. Sankofa, go back and fetch it. If one ain't know where one of the day from, one ain't quite know where one of the gwine. And so the world was blessed with a man of vision when on December the 19th in 1875, Carter Godwin Woodson was born. He was actually born in a place called New Canton, Virginia. He ultimately didn't go too, too far because at the time of his passing, he did end up passing in Washington, D.C. Dr. Carter G. Woodson was the founder of the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History, and he was one of the very first scholars to really bring to the forefront our story in a written form in America because Africans developed writing in the first place. So we'll get into Songhai and Cushion, Timbuktu and Kemet and all those at some other time. But now, the Journal of Negro History was founded in 1915, and this became a regular publication that documented various things that black people or Negro people, as we would call back then, had done, had accomplished, had created, had invented, these types of things. In 1926, about 11 years roughly after the journal first came out, this is when the first Negro History Week started to be celebrated, okay? In 1926, and we are now in 2016. Go on, do the math on how long that has been, all right? So February of 1926, of course, some of you know, some of you don't. He chose February not because it's the shortest month of the year. No, nobody gave us that month. Dr. Woodson picked that time because that is when Frederick Douglass's birthday is and that is when Abraham Lincoln's birthday is. And the week first started to encompass the two birthdays. Then it just spread out over the month, okay? So that's how that this month got chosen. Now, 
Carter G. Woodson's parents were not educated people. In fact, they had been enslaved people. They were James and Eliza Riddle. Riddle was the mother at first, and then she married James Woodson. So James and Eliza Riddle Woodson were his parents. His father had been assisting with the union, and that's how they moved to West Virginia. And so in West Virginia is where they found out there was going to be a Negro school. And so he wanted his child to get an education. But like a lot of our people, Carter G. Woodson couldn't go to school every single day because he had to help with the family and all of this. But he was able to still educate himself even in between his work. He worked in the coal fields, in the coal mines. He was a miner, okay, because that's what people do. Those are coal mining country up in West Virginia. I've spoken of there several times over the years. And so in 1895, at 20 years old, at 20 years old is finally when Carl G. Woodson went to high school. No, it wasn't no GED. He actually went to high school and got a diploma in less than two years. He got his high school diploma in two years, not four, at age 20. So he got out at age 22. And then what did he do? He decided to be a teacher. He began being a teacher in Fayette County, and then he taught for three years, then decided that he would go on to another place. They asked him to come and be a principal. So in that short period of time, so he must have been a great teacher, he became a principal. Then he went on to Berea College in Kentucky in, at three years after that, in 1903. And he took part-time classes from 1901 to 1903 and so that he could get his degree. Then from 1903 to 1907, he went back into the educational system, but this time as a school supervisor in the Philippines. Then he came back to the U.S. in 1908, and he was able to get degrees from the University of Chicago. And Chicago, once again, has a unique history and connection with Gullah Geechee people due to the fact that the founder of the Chicago Defender newspaper is a native Gullah Geechee from St. Simon's Island here in coastal Georgia, all right, what we call the Golden Isles. So once again, we have a lot of overlap that's happening in this journey. So then Dr. Woodson did not stop there. Dr. Woodson moved on and got his Ph.D. in history from Harvard University in 1912. He was only the second person of African descent to graduate from Harvard. The first was W.E.B. Du Bois, who had earned his doctorate. And so once Carter G. Woodson had all of this education under his belt, he left from coal mines to being an educator, and helping to educate the rest of the world about who we are as a people. And it has been an outstanding journey to learn more and more about Dr. Carter G. Woodson himself, but also to have participated with tours, taking groups to his historic home and then helping to raise awareness that that home needed to be restored because his house had gotten left 
where the National Park Service owned it but had not put any money into it, and it was going to really be destroyed by demolition by neglect. So there's been a big push, and Asala has kept that pressure on over the years to make sure that this monument to the testimony of who this man is and where he first founded this massive celebration and this outstanding organization that still exists, that this building has to stay standing here in Washington, D.C. And Washington, D.C. happens to be the first place that Negro History Week was celebrated. So when it started out, the city that it started out from, the Bronzeville neighborhood there was like a lot of other hoods. And so as people were working through trying to renovate it and do all these things, here it was that the renovation of buildings was not sufficient. Dr. Carter G. Woodson realized you need to renovate people's minds. You need to ensure that people realize the value of who they are, the value of their own story. And I definitely challenge all of my listeners to take the time out. If you go to Amazon.com, please use Amazon Smile and donate money to the Gullah Geechee Angel Network when you make purchases from Amazon. But whenever you go to Amazon, type in The Miseducation of the Negro by Carter G. Woodson. There are now two versions of the book. There's a version as a Kindle version you can obtain for 99 cents, one cent less than a U.S. dollar. There's another version you can purchase for a dollar and 99 cents. And the second version only differs from the first in that it has a study guide. Now, I have numerous copies of The Miseducation of the Negro, but I went ahead and purchased the version with the study guide last night at midnight in honor, again, of Dr. Carter G. Woodson and in honor, once again, of literacy. Because if there's nothing else that we should be able to engage in the most during this month, we should be able to engage in reading at least one black history book cover to cover. I'm not going to say how long the book needs to be, but please take the time for everybody in your household, even if it's a little five-year-old, there are black history books out there for them. Please read at least one black history book cover to cover. And my recommendation is to make sure that you read The Miseducation of the Negro, especially if you are a person of African descent. I think that it will be enlightening. It is a book that can be reread multiple times and that you would get more and more things out of it. And you'd probably be shocked to realize what year he wrote the book when you think about what is yet going on today in terms of a lot of the upheaval in our communities and the onslaught against our communities. And one of the quotes that I love from Dr. Carter G. Woodson goes right to this point. He wrote, if you can control a man's thinking, you don't have to worry about his actions. If you can determine what a man thinks, you do not have to worry about what he will do. If you can make a man believe that he is inferior, you don't have to compel him to seek an inferior status. He will do so without being told. And if you can make a man believe that he is justly an outcast, you don't have to order him to the back door. 
he will go to the back door on his own. And if there is no back door, the very nature of the man will demand that you build one. End quote. This I have unfortunately come to appreciate due to the fact that I've witnessed it. I've witnessed how the continued denigration and exploitation of the black community, and in particular the Gullah Geechee people, has lowered people's self-esteem to the point that they don't think that certain things that are considered middle or upper class things are their right to have or their right to participate in or their right to have in their community. They don't attend certain types of functions if they're held in certain places. I'll give a good example. The Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival is held every August, every August of an even year in Charleston at the point of disembarkation from the very vessels that came over from Sullivan's Island to downtown Charleston to the peninsula, a place called Gasden Wharf where we are building the International African American Museum. And we should be breaking ground sometime this year, God willing. Our festival is held there, has been held there for now a decade. We've gone to Charleston every other year. And Gullah Geechee's will see us on the news, will read it in the newspapers, will see it all over the Internet, and will, instead of coming down to that waterfront area that their ancestors had come through, into that Anson Borough community, and taking over that space for that weekend, will stay at home, and when they see us leaving the city and we make a stop somewhere in a grocery store or at a gas station, oh, Queen, y'all had the thing today. How did it go? And so why weren't you there? Well, you know, y'all had them downtown. What does that mean? And I found that it meant they felt that somehow that wasn't their space, it wasn't their place, because now there's condominiums all around and there's Anglo people there that aren't from there, even though these are the native people that are from Charleston, saying they don't go down there because it's downtown. Why not? The entire peninsula is ours. The entire coastline is ours. But because the mechanisms of exploitation and propaganda have spoken into their souls and fed their minds negativity about who they be, that honey ain't as good as we. And things like that. If one of the cracky teeth like that, they say, I don't have to be cracky and they like that. And then I can't be smart. Then they now believe this. They drank the Kool Aid. And unfortunately, their minds are poisoned. So you have generations of people that feel like if you don't come into the places that are impoverished, they can't show up to the affair. Because sometimes, somehow, they think, they're out of order, out of place. That's that back door. So they want to stay behind the building instead of coming to the front. Well, that has to change. But it can only be changed as people think differently. As a man or woman think it, so is he or so is she. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so when we look at the celebration of this Black History, African Heritage Month, and we think about these hallowed grounds in the Gullah Geechee Nation, these sites of Gullah Geechee memory, 
that place, that space downtown is a site of memory because this is where our ancestors came through and then was sold on auction blocks in the middle of the street of what is now a National Register Landmark Historic District, Charleston, South Carolina. The whole city is ours. There ain't no such thing as any particular point on that peninsula being a place that we shouldn't want to come to. We should be there with bells on. The same way we are at the Henry C. Chambers Waterfront Park that when it first was open was segregated against us in Beaufort, South Carolina. We are there every Memorial Day weekend celebrating what? Gullah Geechee culture. Yes, these are the places of memory. These are the places that we must make memories now for future generations. But who should be telling the Gullah Geechee story so that those memories are accurate should be Gullah Geechee people who have their right and righteous mind intact, not assimilated individuals who now are only learning who they are from Anglo scholars who are telling them that Gullah is one thing, Geechee is different, y'all aren't the same people because we say so. I say God said differently, and that is why we be Gullah Geechee anointed people. We are one people, one nation of people. Ibo Mandinka Malinke Yoruba Gola Gizi Mendi Temni Fiki Bibi or Alicia Chillen. The Johnny Gala for makeup. Who we know? This shade. I'm gonna break shame on our ancestors. I'm gonna break them up now. Now is not the time to separate. Now is the time to come together. Now is the time to heal the waters, heal the land, heal the people, heal the minds and stop people from continuing to exploit our journey, exploit our story, and exploit our pain. So, yes, am I one that watches the movies and have no issue with the so-called slavery genre, as people are calling it? I have never had an issue with it because I believe that you must know history or you're destined to repeat it. So we need to learn, we need to watch, we need to watch things such as slavery and the making of America. We need to watch things such as Goodbye Uncle Tom. All these are available for you to view for free on YouTube this month. But again, if you keep up with the Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page, the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition's Facebook fan page, at Gullah Geechee on Twitter, we will be posting these continuously, and we also thank all of you. I know a lot of times you all probably wonder why I never do it, but I'm going to start doing it more frequently as well. All of our Google family, all of you all who are out there on Google+, Plus, that you're constantly going ahead and sending messages and commenting and sharing, thank you all for that. I know we post things there, and we don't immediately answer the same way we do daily on Facebook, but we're going to be picking that up as well because all of these are now our circle of connection and reconnection. These are the places in which we have an opportunity to share what's on our minds with one another, share what's on your soul, share what's on your spirit. This is what is going to make the difference for this generation and our generations to come. We need to get back to old landmark and sometimes to get back where a road has been closed for a while, it's going to take you some work because you've got to clear the way again. And as you work with the muscles that you ain't moved in a while, yeah, they're going to burn. But it's all right because just like with alcohol, a burning can heal. So if it burns in your soul as you watch these things, 
Let it burn. Sit there. Endure it. Then talk about it. Dialogue and build from it. Grow through it. Our ancestors fought long and hard for people to understand that we are not ignorant, backward, rice-eating individuals, that we are not chattel, that we are not just equal to a cow or your dog or your boots or some Carolina gold rice or a basket or some cotton or some indigo. We're humans. And the crime against humanity that caused African people to be kidnapped, to be sold, to be denigrated, to have oppression and terrorism levied against them, these things we cannot forget. All of this our ancestors went through, but we are still here. What does that tell you? That should tell you that you come from a powerful lineage of people. And these faith-filled people knew that this generation would come. And I'm sure they're waiting on us to wake up and to rise, to read, to learn, to share, to know, so that we can then recapture the spiritual and the economic generational wealth and transfer that to our children. A wise man or woman leaves an inheritance to their children. And as the children of Negro History Week, I think this father of black history, Carter T. Woodson, for leaving us such a rich legacy that we can go back and read about people who did things long before we ever got here, successful things that fought for freedom, that stood up, that it were inventors, scientists, that used those things to benefit their own people, that set up towns and black Wall Streets that others envied, and that's why they destroyed them. So, again, I encourage you, Wilmington on Fire will be here on St. Helena Island on March the 1st. I encourage you to come out and learn of such a black township in Wilmington, North Carolina. But before you even get here, you got all month to go read about the Wilmington Race Riot of 1898, the Wilmington Massacre. you got all month to read more about Carter G. Woodson, more than what I've shared with you tonight. You have all month to go to gullahgeechee.biz, gullahgeechee.biz, and purchase books about the Gullah Geechee history, heritage, and culture, and be able to read them and share them with your family, your friends, your community centers. And I want to thank all of the schools and colleges and various places. I'm doing a lot of private events this month, this year. It's very interesting. A lot of different people are bringing me in, but bringing me into their classrooms, and I'm very happy about that. But there are going to be some other public events, and so if you say, well, wow, you know, this time is running out fast tonight. I, I wish I could learn more. Well, I will be back on the air each Monday night this month. I should be on the air, God willing, 
every Monday evening unless some other additional things get added to the schedule for the Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy World Tour. There's always those last-minute black history programs that get added or cities that I'm asked to stay extra time to be able to celebrate with the people there. So, But right now, we should be on the air every Monday evening at 7. And if you miss it live, you can always Always go to iTunes and download the shows. You can download episodes from years and years back. And you can also go to blogtalkradio.com slash Gullah Geechee, G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E. There is no I in Geechee. And also make sure... This year, to support the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, we got some new members today. Very happy about that. Please become a dues paying member of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition at G U L L A H G E E C H E E dot N E T, Gullah dot net. And you can also email us to G U L L G E E C O at AOL dot com so we can add you to our database for the conch and also our our new weekly publication that many of you have been getting already that have been in our database for some time that inform you of the various events that are coming up that you should tune into and also let you know of different video releases and other things more instantaneously or weekly than our monthly e-zine, the conch, which gives you a lot more detail and gives you our photographic journeys of the various things that have already gone on, including where I was last week, which was on Capitol Hill, one of the other fights to stop the drilling uh, for oil off of the East Coast. That battle has not ended. We are still fighting that, and we have some blogs out there. Just go to GullahGeecheeNation.com, and also this month's issue of the conch that's coming out this week, you'll see a whole story in there and the spread with us on Capitol Hill fighting against this administration of the U.S. government going for the drill and the seismic air guns. We have to prevent that. If we are going to keep our culture alive on this coast, we can't allow ourselves to be exploited, and we can't allow the environmental resources here to be further exploited either. So we have a lot of work going on in the field while we are yet working in the Gullah Geechee Alke Bulan Archive, which is the only archive in the world totally dedicated to Gullah Geechee history, heritage, and culture. I want to definitely thank the Carter family for sending in yet another computer. One of our computers died that they had donated some years ago just when we were starting to digitize. And then when they sent the other one, trust me, it has been at work uh, for the last couple of days since it got here. And we all also have our first thousand books already covered in the archives, and many students will be converging upon us from across the country throughout Gullah Geechee Volunteer Month in March. So if you're interested in bringing your group to come and join and do some of the work, or you're a member of the coalition and you want to just join in with some of the groups, again, please email us to G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com. This is the way that we bring our story to life. This is the way that we continue to preserve and to keep our story for the next generation. That is why we're digitizing all of these materials, books and CDs and cassettes and 
all of this that's going on simultaneously, and we're putting acid-free covers and everything on the books and into boxes, and we have all types of different archival materials and artifacts in the archive that all have to get protected, especially given the environmental changes that are going on. And so we can protect these things, send them into the cloud, and have our story floating forever and ever. So on the chilling in the next generation where I know who we be right here for Nisha Land of the Gullah Geechee. And so definitely we want to open up the phone lines tonight. We want to thank the guests that are here in the chat room. And we also, again, want to thank all of you who subscribe to the show and have been following the show for all these years. If you have a question or comment and you want to call in, the lines now open at 347-324-3903, 347-324-3903. And in the meantime, just want to let everybody know the Savannah Black Heritage Festival is underway now, and that's something that folks can check out throughout the month of February. We also you have last month's issue of the Conk. You'll see the link there for that event. We give a shout-out to the folks. I will also be heading up the road to Florence. We're glad to be back in the schools there. Also over to USCB. We're glad to be shown around there. But then for the public, this month on Wednesday, February the 10th at 6 p.m., as part of Beaufort County's big read of Zora Neale Hurston's Their Eyes Were Watching God, I will be doing a piece called The Eye Bimpon Gord. The Eye Bimpon Gord, the Gullagichi Oman and Reconstruction. And so we're going to focus on that, and it's going to be an interactive history musical presentation and dialogue about Gullah Geechee women and Reconstruction as it relates to these topics that were covered in the eyes of watching God. So I hope that this month, if you're also looking for a novel to read, that you'll join us in the big read that we're having with Beaufort County Library System. So get yourself a copy of Zora Neale Hurston's Their Eyes of Watching God. And once again, you can get it on Kindle for a very small amount of money, or you can order the hardcover. I have hardcover, I have a softcover. We have it on Kindle. We have various versions of this work, which is now a classic work. And so we're very happy to be a part of that. Then we will also have a number of other things going on. I'm coming up to upstate New York, to Albany. We'll be posting about that on our Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page. I'll be speaking in Albany, New York on the evening of February the 18th. And then I will be heading over to Alabama and to Atlanta. All those are private events. I'm sorry, y'all. I know if y'all in Alabama, though, and y'all want me to come do something, you know, send an email, G-U-L-L. G-E-E-C-E-O at AOL.com, also ATL. If you out there and you're looking to have a last-minute Black History Month program put together, hit us up at my office either there or go to queenquet.com, Q-U-E-E-N-Q-U-E-T dot C-O-M. And we may be able to squeeze you in because we have a couple of days ahead and a couple of days after, right at the end of the month that we can engage, and then we're going to come on back into South Kakalaki and so that we will go to one more school, close out the month there, and then open the month right up, right here on St. Helena Island for Gullah Geechee Volunteer Month and Women's Her Story Month. We will start off with the screening of Wilmington on Fire, 6 o'clock, March the 1st, 
at the St. Helena Branch Library with a discussion with filmmaker Christopher Everett and also researcher Kent Chatfield. And so we definitely want you to come out for that, and we're looking to have the film move from here to Charleston, and then we're going to have a tech-up step-up program with the Gullah Geechee Angel Network, which is our official 501c3 for the Gullah Geechee Nation. So once again, if you purchase those books on Amazon this month, please use Amazon Smile and put Gullah Geechee Angel Network as your charity so that those contributions come right back into the work of educating our people, educating people around the world, maintaining our land ownership, and keeping our culture to grind on for generation and generation and generation and things like that. Right because trust me, the journals of Negro history have included our story here in the Sea Islands, but not often do you read the words Gullah Geechee written in those pages. Today, people realize that these are words that should be written, these are words that should be spoken, because the word Gullah means people blessed by God. So we continue to stand as a nation, and we will no longer allow anyone to sit by, stand by, and participate in exploitation without us speaking up and speaking out about it. So we thank all of you who support us, speaking our own story, living our story, and still living on our land. So you can continue to make contributions and donations to support the Gullah Geechee Angel Network and to support the work of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition and to make direct contributions for the Gullah Geechee Alke Bulan Archive as well. Just email us to G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com or go to Gullah Geechee Angel Network.com or Gullah Geechee .net. And don't forget, follow us at Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook and Gullah Nation.com. And there's always more to our story and our journey from this show at Gullah Geechee Nation.com. We always post additional blogs and information to share and so that there's so much more to the story that you can grow to know. And so use this month wisely and make it a time to teach someone else as you learn more about black history, about our story, from the time of chattel enslavement, a time of exploitation, to a time of human rights, and where we stand still as the Gullah Geechee Nation. Thank you, thank you to Chillin for joining me one more again on We Show Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. So glad he hona chillin' the day you with we. Happy Black History Month. 365, 366, celebrate who we be, learn more of black history. This year the Queen quit, head upon the body, the Gullah Geechee Nation. Peace and blessings and strength.